pay attention to what's happening locally. If COVID-19 is spreading in your community, stay home as much as possible Shut and up. avoid crowds. Shut up. I, I don't like it because it's so artsy-fartsy. Alien people are nuts, man. And I might be one of them people, I don't know. But they're all half out there, man, they're crazy. You know, the monkey people are a little bit different. Okay, good boy. Good boy. You know, they're kind of strange, but the big cat people are backstabbing pieces of shit. Hello, welcome to the Quarantineers. The quarantine, the special, uh, special docu-series edition of Quarantineers. You look like you were going to say something. Is it okay that I'm up here and not down in the basement on my computer i thought about making you go into the basement <laughs> but it's just like too much trouble let's just pop in on these hot mics that sounds better to me now everyone's buzzing the thing that seems to be getting everyone through a quarantine right now mm -hmm. is uh, a netflix documentary series that i've heard so much about called tiger king and there's tiger this, king there's this, it's directed by eric good and rebecca chaklin and the subtitle is called Murder, Madness, and Mayhem. You don't need that. No. Just call it Tiger King. I don't understand the set. I've actually got a few criticisms up top. But I decided that instead, we were like, how are we going to approach this? Seven episodes. The the way we usually do documentary series, it I just didn't want a four-hour episode to edit. No. Because there's no way we just would go on and on, especially if we're going over notes. So the plan is no notes, just watch the fucking thing, and we're going to put it out piece by piece for Quarantineers. So seven episodes of Quarantineers dedicated to the Tiger King docuseries on Netflix. Joe Exotic. I was introduced to this guy when he ran for president in 2016. Yeah, I remember that. That thing got pretty big, went viral, was probably on some shows. I saw it separate. Everyone, I think... I think Brian said it was on like Tosh.0 or something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never watched that show, but I saw it like separate to that. And um, I'll probably play that up top. I The quarantine years don't get clippy either, but I do want to go in and out on something crazy because there's a lot going on in this shit. And I just yeah. want to say up top, Chica over here falling asleep. She thinks Tiger King uh <laughs> is boring. You're the only person who's like, I don't care. I do care. I don't care. <laughs> I care so much. Listen, I'm tired. Um, I had some dogs snuggled up to me. Hank only barked sometimes during this. Right. We have a dog that barks at every animal I was on just the screen. Real, I was just real comfy. And I was in it. It was just a little bit towards the end where my eyes were closing. There's so many, this is about private zoos, basically. Yeah. And Joe Exotic is a guy who's loved big cats all his life. He's a weird, he's redneck, he's gay. Big gun guy, loves his guns. He's got this crew around him, and I have a feeling we're going to learn a lot more about them as we go. Sure. And uh, who have, it uh, looks like a couple of meth mouth situations, I'll say that. Yeah, somebody did call him a drug addicted person in yeah. one of his descriptions. And it, so this is all about him, and I guess shit's going to get crazy. Because I did hear about a year ago mm -hmm. that he was arrested for 
putting out a hit on another lady we see in here who's running a big cat sanctuary by the name of Carol. Yes. And so the conceit here, and we also meet another guy who's some some uh, money guru guy who, I can't remember his name, but he changed it for whenever he was born with. We'll call him Doc. But he does have like a very well set up private zoo going he on. He does. He's, what they said basically is that he's, the same as Joe, but so much smarter. Yeah, like, it does. Like, his animals seem more well-fed. He, he pulled out this big, chunky-ass lion. He has, like, really nice facilities, and he seems to definitely take better care of the animals. And he has, like, a staff that seems really knowledgeable It does. From the see- clips. It does seem like the best bird. But there's an issue here amongst... For people like Carol who run a cat sanctuary and some representatives is that this is a breeding pit. And for the same reason you don't like puppy mills or kitten mills. You shouldn't like this. It's kind of the same reason maybe you shouldn't be into this. Because the the real money maker for these private zoos is that people can pay upwards of three to seven hundred dollars to come in and play with a baby tiger. Yeah. And... Carol, I think, was talking about how you really only have birth to 12 weeks to do that. Mm -hmm. Because once they become 12 weeks old, they could literally bite your finger off if they felt like it. And you really want to get those really, really super young babies for these in-person things. And so you, if if that's your model, you have to breed them to have them, which is horrible. And he keeps trying to say Carol's doing the same thing he's doing, except she's not. She is making money off of letting people see these animals, but she's basically taking animals that have been domesticated who shouldn't have yeah, and giving them a place that's comfortable until they die. I'm not saying she's perfect. No. But she's not breeding. The money, if if the money subsidizes keeping these animals, the, the difference is she's not a breeder. They are. Yeah, she's making money in order to take care of them. Yeah. So that is... Miles apart different. And she does keep them in cages and she acknowledges that they need like 400 square acres of mile, of, uh, of acreage to for a tiger to run around in. Mm-hmm. Now, before I started watching this, honestly, if you ask me, do you believe people should own exotic animals? And number and especially um, technically a hedgehog is like an exotic animal, right? Is it? Yeah, I think they're not from they're not from the North America. I don't believe. Okay, I won't get one. I've already told you it's fine. We have to have one. But I don't think that one is like <laughs> a big issue. We're talking about big cats here, yeah, yeah. Like large animals, and it, this this episode did mention it. But there was a in Zanesville, Ohio. There was a guy, a private zookeeper. I heard that he had killed himself, and then he let all of his animals loose. And, of course, a lot of these animals, bears, big cats, all types. I don't even think he was a private zookeeper. I think he was just a man that had animals on his farm. Yeah. here's This is the problem. How are these places doing right now? We're in a, we're in a quarantine. Everyone's got the coronavirus thing in so many places across the country. If you're deemed a non-essential business, you have to close. I would imagine you can't stop some of these guys, but... It, you know what this may, reminded me of is Alligator World or whatever we went to? Yeah. Gator World Yeah. in Florida. Because, I mean, it was fine. But it was a lot of just like, here's a mess of alligators. 
Right. You can pay at certain times more money to watch them get fed. You could go on like a Jeep ride through the woods. But it was very, I don't know, yeah. this, you well, know? alligators are local. They're already everywhere. I guess that's true, and you're just keeping them in a certain place and letting them do their own thing. I'm sure they're not, like, breeding them on purpose. But it was kind of like, it was a lot of money for not a lot of result. Or oh, for not a lot of, like... A Gatorland. Gatorland. Gator yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but that's kind of what this made me think of is like you go in and you like maybe lay down and you touch your baby tiger, but then what else are you doing? It did point out that there's more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild. Literally in captivity in the U.S. Yes. In the re- than in the rest of the world in the wild. Like it's crazy. I don't think you should own like big cats like this. Well, you started to make a point earlier. You said before you saw this, if someone had asked you if you should keep right. exotic cats or exotic animals, right? what would you have said before this? I would have said no. Well, yeah. And now you would say? No. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> you, the way you set it up was sort of like one of those like, well, before I might have said. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you have enough land and if you don't have children or whatever. But, but that's jo- funny. But Joe like considers people. I mean, he very much hates Carol. He considers people who are against him to be brainwashed by people like Carol. But my my only real point is that I made terribly, went very roundaboutly to make terribly, is that, like, I didn't, it doesn't really take a lot of imagination for me to think that tiger breeding and big cat ownership should be illegal. But say it is illegal nationwide, like the next day, these cats still have to be taken care of. Yes. They're still kept in caption captured cats in cages and they can't all fit i mean what would you do you'd have to ban you're basically banning them from breeding mm-hmm. and it's like well you can't just we don't want to shoot them we at least just want to let them which live is, to till they're gone which is carol's whole point and what she's so worried about is you're making all these animals yeah that then what are you going to do because you know you have a litter of pups are they called pups when they're I guess they're not because that's dogs. Cubs. Cubs. Sorry. Litter of cubs. And you've got like three at least at a time. And like, honestly, how many do you need? Yeah. You know, he was rolling around in his bed with like six baby cubs at one point. And it's like, why? Rolling around with baby tigers and shit, that does look adorable and fun. It looks adorable and fun. Yes. It's so cute to have a picture of your one-year-old with a baby cub. But at the same time, like, stop. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't. And Carol has pretty much in coordination with PETA, it has like a big online campaign. She's got a video floating around. I've got to look for this of a kid getting bit on the leg by a 20 week old tiger, which is several weeks past what we just said the limit should be in terms of handling one. Mm -hmm. And that is like hugely dangerous. I mean, if that tiger clips that kid's femoral artery, that kid could die in they, minutes. They haven't talked about it yet, but we have noticed that quite a few people who've worked with Joe Exotic are missing appendages. Yes. <laughs> aside from aside from a lot of missing teeth. Yeah. There is one gentleman who's been like a manager there for over a decade or something who doesn't have either of his legs below his knees. Don't know if this is why. Would love the story though. 
And then there's a lady who's talking a lot, seems to be not actually at the place. I don't know if she still works there, but below her elbow on her left arm, yeah, she doesn't she, have she an doesn't arm. Have a hand. And like, is did that happen there? Also, Joe Exotic runs a YouTube channel, which he calls his TV station. Uh, that, that's like saying I have a radio station. But you do. You have a radio station. In, uh, <laughs> in modern existence, I guess so. But uh, but he every night at 6, he goes in. And a lot of this is dedicated to not just his love of exotic animals, but saying fuck you to like animal rights activists. Specifically Carol. Specifically Carol and PETA and all other folks in between. Joe Exotic, describe him. Other than hot. <laughs> um, he seems like a pretty average build, average height, average, average dude. But then he's got this mullet that is bleach blonde. It's glorious. Um, he likes a lot of jewelry with like beads on it. Yeah. Like those necklaces with like teeth on them. He layers a lot. He, he seems to almost kind of have this like trying to be Crocodile Dundee, like... He always has a sidearm. Yeah, he always has a sidearm. I don't know. There's some weird, like... He seems like he needs to take a shower. Now, (laughs) when I very first saw Joe Exotic years ago, I was like, I'm ready to make this person my personal hero. And then over time, you get information and the onion peels and no one is perfect. And you really wish Joe Exotic was as perfect as you wanted him to be. But unfortunately, he's not. (laughs) And we don't know how imperfect. We know, I know that he tried to put a hit out on Carol. And that's why he got locked up. And we know he breeds little animals. And we know that he... Well, that's all we know right now. You know, one problem with this, I meant to get to this earlier, is what if something goes wrong? When I was alluding to how are these businesses doing right now mm-hmm. in a non-essential shutdown, if if it is like that where they're from. It's like that here in Nashville where we're recording. I think it's like that everywhere now. But how, when that money does not come in, in emergency scenarios like this, what do you do? Yeah. So you One bad day and suddenly you've got hundreds of tigers big cats that you can't afford to feed and then what is was that i don't know the full story of the of the zanesville guy but if you go destitute and you got like giant animals all of a sudden like you know we have a few pets of our own and i get a little worried sometimes like but i mean it's really not hard to take care of them but it does with a certain amount it it does cost money yeah and to do it right, yeah. it, it takes some dedication and some focus. So, and imagine that when you have two hundred plus big cats, yeah. On a also, pretty amazing. How is this not happening in Florida? You know, it's like happening in Oklahoma. There, that other dude with the nicer private zoo is in Myrtle Beach. I actually thought Joe was in Florida before we started watching this. I, I just always assumed he was in Florida. You just automatically yeah, assume it. Yeah, that's just where I placed him. I mean, you look at that guy, it's like if Florida turned into a human being. <laughs> it looks like it would be Joe Exotic, but no, he's Carol's okay. in Florida. 
Carol is in Florida. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she does kind of have a Florida vibe, like your parents, like your hippie parents. When the Mm -hmm. director first meets her. She's wearing like a flower wreath on her hair. Yeah, she's looking very hippy dippy and she fucking loves cats. They make her cry. Mm -hmm. And you know what? She's not breeding them. It's the breeding. Yep. So, I mean, Florida alone, there's like wild boas are now overtaking portions of the Everglades. Well, that's how this documentary started, actually, was the filmmaker was like, I guess, six years ago, probably at this point, looking into some people who were selling these like poisonous snakes. Yeah. And some guy comes to pick up his poisonous snakes and he's like, y'all want to see what's in my van? And the dude had like a snow leopard in the back of his van. Snow leopard from... From... Snow. Where snow is. Yes. And he's in the back of a van. And the van's not on. In Florida. And the filmmaker's like, doesn't this... Doesn't this lion... Snow leopard. Sorry, snow leopard need refrigeration. Like, doesn't he need to be in like a cool, like, air-conditioned space? And the guy was like, oh, he's fine. And then he was like, hold the phone. How many people have exotic animals? Was it... Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, he has at least two tigers. That he's bought... He said he bought two more tigers from Joe Exotic. Mm. So, how many tigers you need? Shaq, come on. Shaq. Maybe that's what Joe Exotic does right now is he just sells them all to rich people who are scared. Yeah. He has... He has... The protection. The breeding is where the money comes in because off of one baby tiger alone, that you can make a hundred grand a year just from people coming in to want to take pictures with it but on the flip side of that if you're not making money like you were saying joe said it takes about three thousand dollars a year to feed the animals doc what's his name in myrtle beach said it takes like ten thousand dollars a year to feed each one of the animals yeah and joe's, each one yeah and joe the the doc from myrtle beach you could tell he's putting a lot of money into it and, and it has come back he charges a lot he of charges money a lot. he charges like 360 dollars just to go in and see these animals joe says he can feed a tiger for a year on eight grand and what they're literally three. for three grand that's what he said which is not enough and uh but what they do is like uh people will call him if like a deer gets hit by a truck on a the street they yeah. will like haul this shit up and like they'll take um slaughter farms animals that have dropped dead within slaughter farms because i guess they don't process them for meat if they die beforehand Mm. joe exotic will take them and they'll drag them up into a truck you see them sawing into like some dead calves and shit because he was saying that if he just fed them cows he would need 30 cows every single day yeah so this is a lot and it seems like okay you officially make it illegal over the country over Joe probably would not stop breeding if, even if it was like the law. That's what it would seem. He does seem a little unhinged and super paranoid, as he's yeah. really focused on at the end of this first episode. But what you'd have to do is maybe subsidize their zoos until these tigers. Because otherwise, what are they going to do? Otherwise, you're just going to get into a situation where you're going to have to put down hundreds of tigers. <sighs> We don't even know who's taking care of Joe's tigers right now. Right. What's going on there right now? Yeah. I mean, he's probably, I mean, he's, he is technically within the bounds of the law, but puppy mills and kitten mills are in a lot of places. Well, he's in jail though. We haven't seen the rest of this documentary. He's got to be locked up. Like we don't know who's in charge now. They do also, we do also meet his ex-husband. That was his ex? 
his ex-husband, the one with the no shirt and all the stomach tattoos. Oh, yeah. They were together from like 2003 to 2014 or something like that. Um, and he talks about how Joe was like a great partner and like really taught him like how to love and like he really also grew to love these animals, I guess. I don't know why they broke up, but. Yeah, right. I guess we'll get more into that. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting characters in this. Well, let's get down all right. this whole exotic trail. Bye. See you tomorrow. For Carol and all of her friends that are watching out there, before you bring me down, it is my belief that you will stop breathing. That's why they call me.